Welcome to Fireside Nets with Spen and Nick, brought to you by Empire Sports Media, episode 126. Nick, could you believe it? Yes, based on just like normal math science, I could believe it. Listen, we're one of the biggest, hottest, baddest, in the sense of being good, Nets podcasts out there. I feel like uh, bad is like a term used for girls with big butts, and I don't feel like we should call ourselves bad in a good way like that. I think we're bad. Okay. Anyway, we have about eight days. It is Tuesday, October 11th. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, it is October 12th. So we have seven to eight days before the regular season starts. Nick, how amped are you, man? Well, I saw a video of Ben Simmons airballing an eight-foot jump shot outside of Brooklyn Bridge Park today, which de- deterred me a little bit from wanting to watch Nets basketball this season. But now, overall, I'm amped. Super excited about young guys. Super excited about Edmunds, Edmunds, Edmund Sumner. Super excited to see Simmons play. Um, yeah, man. I'm, I'm trying to snag some tickets. Yeah, I, uh, I definitely want to go to some of the first few games if I can make it. It's, it's a busy month for me. Uh, getting married next November. So, you know, congrats to me on that. Well, you know what I mean. The wedding party's in November. Uh, But I definitely want to make it to some games. I saw that, you know, the Nets had their annual practice in the park this last Sunday. Uh, It did look fun. It looked like there was a major turnout. I think that a lot of people were upset because I think the players showed up late based on what I read. But uh, I'll tell you this, man. Kyrie Irving got a very warm reception from the Brooklyn Nets crowd, based on what I heard. What do you think of that? Nets fans just treating Kyrie like, like he's he's one of the OG Nets. I mean, why wouldn't they, dude? He's an unbelievable talent. We want him to focus and win a championship. So I don't think – also, he's like the most sensitive dude in the league. If, if people booed him, he'd probably not play for the first two months. So Nets fans are probably tiptoeing around hurting Kyrie's feelings just so he get him on the court to play some basketball. Um, they did boo Steve Nash, however. I'm actually okay with that. Let's give Steve Nash a kick in the behind uh, to get his shit together. So I'm fine with that and fine with not booing Kyrie. Um, also, though, I was at a Canadian Thanksgiving. Happy Canadian Thanksgiving, actually. It was yesterday, Monday, October 10th. Um, Happy Canadian Thanksgiving. And I got asked at a dinner who my favorite Canadian was, and I said Steve Nash. Now... I love Steve Nash as a player. I love him as a guy, personality-wise. Have yet to fall in love with him as the Nets basketball coach. I'm hoping this year changes that. But Steve Nash, you were still my favorite Canadian. Don't let me down, or you will continue to get booed. Yeah, that. Uh... Listen, Steve Nash. Nick has put you on notice, so you best beware. And and I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. If this Nets team struggles in the first half of the season. I think Steve Nash might be out of here. I, I think Sean Marks, if it's between Steve Nash and keeping KD happy, and you know we already went through that this summer and you kind of chose Steve Nash, if the Nets don't start off hot, I can see Steve Nash being on an extremely warm seat as head coach to start this season. I mean, hey, give me Jacques Vaughn, dude. 
I'm a Jacques Vaughn guy. Guy's got the best silver beard in the league. He's a former net player. He's poised. He's smart. I've only heard good things about Jacques Vaughn on the sideline. So worst case scenario, first couple weeks don't go as planned. We give Nash the boot and we give Vaughn the hoot. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. So the Nets have played two preseason games thus far against the Sixers and the Miami Heat. Both lackluster performances, especially that Heat game. Defensively. Uh, yeah, defensively, the Nets will play the Bucks uh, Wednesday night, 7.30 p.m. in their third preseason game. They finish the preseason against the Timberwolves on October 14th, and then we start the regular season on October 19th against the Pelicans. Um, so something you haven't seen, and Nick, you kind of brought it up, you know, defense, but just the overall toughness and intensity of this Nets team hasn't been there in the first two games. Right now, We've only seen Joe Harris play sparingly. He played in that first game. We have not seen Seth Curry. This team is not whole yet. TJ Warren is still coming off of an injury. But this Nets team has started to develop a reputation for being a little bit soft. And uh, Kyrie Irving talked about that. He said after that preseason game, this is three days ago, he said the low-hanging fruit that we could honestly all agree on is sometimes in possessions we're not playing hard enough. You saw it against Miami the other night. They were really physical, and we don't want that to be our stigma or MO in the league. So, Nick, the Nets aren't making any dramatic roster changes in the next week leading up to the season. What can this team do? Can they be that tough physical team like a Miami, or is there something else they need to do to sort of make up for that toughness? They'll never be a Miami. They'll never be uh, a Denver. They'll never be an L.A. We went – with the stretch three, stretch four mentality, we got Morris, we got TJ Warren, we got Royce O'Neal, a good defensive guard. We still are relying on Nick Claxton as our big man. We got rid of Aldrich, we got rid of Drummond, we got rid of Griffin. Not saying we should have kept any of them. Not saying Aldrich obviously moved on and was had some health issues. Drummond went to the Bulls. Griffin on the Celtics, who's going to get like a minute a game. He looked awful in the last preseason game. With that said, we put no emphasis on size. You put no emphasis on bang guys, on bang bros, as we call them uh, on this podcast. So we have Nick Claxton. We got Dayron Sharp, who's still raw as hell. We got KD, who's a, who's a stick. I mean, one of the best players in the league, but a stick on defense uh, and, and is not a, a guy we're going to freaking hit put on the boards to guard Joel Embiid. So now we got Claxton undersized against Embiid. I would almost argue you put Ben Simmons on Embiid as that thicker defensive player, even though he's more uh, of a guard in that regard. But no, I'm, I'm not surprised they're calling us soft. To me, it's more just the lack of cohesiveness on defense. It's like one thing, yes, in the preseason to slack off. It's another thing to just look lost. And we used to laugh at DeAndre Jordan because the dude stopped getting minutes because he had no idea how to switch or hedge. And every time someone said a pick on DeAndre Jordan, he was like lost like a chicken without a head. And the other team would end up with a wide open layup. We're still having residue from that lack of defensive strategy and cohesiveness. So I'm seeing a little bit of laziness. I'm seeing a little bit of softness, but I'm mostly seeing it's, it's just when does Nash or Vaughn or whoever is taking care of this defense going to make a tight knit decision or a tight knit strategy on literally switching, switching the ball, hedging, helping down low, helping down in the post. These are things I learned in defense in high school, right? Balls on the far perimeter. The the guy on the other side hedges his man. He can be about eight feet away as long as he's open to the ball. You know, hedge off the screen. Get back to your man as soon as you can. Keep your arms out to try to tip a pick and roll pass. These are all basic basketball necessities you need to play defense. And the Nets lack them. 
or maybe they just don't care about them, but it's a combination of both, and our defense sucks. Uh, two things. Did you hear uh, DeAndre Jordan? They announced, the, the Nuggets uh, announced him as DeAndre Ayton the other night. I did not, but that's pretty funny. Yeah, shout out to the, the PA announcer for Denver. And then the other thing is when you were saying there, uh, I mean, you used a few adjectives to describe the, the Nets' uh, lack thereof of defense. I remember that scene in, in uh, Kicking and Screaming when Will Ferrell goes, there's a lot of slothfulness out there, right? He says that to Mike Ditka, I think. So uh, I remember shout that, out to Kicking and Screaming. Great, That's great a great movie. movie. Um, yeah, I, you know, it, it's – look, you talk about cohesiveness. A lot of new faces on this team. We've talked about that in previous podcasts. Some returning faces. You don't have your, your game manager slash – ball handler from the first half of the season in James Harden. So I do think that that's part of it. This offense is, is going to be, you know, forget about defense. Just this offense is going to be a little out of sorts. And, and Ben Simmons is supposed to be that guy. But I, I, I know we want to talk about defense and everything. I'm a little bit worried about the offense. I, I've seen flashes. You saw moments in that my uh, the Philly game where, oh, wow, that Kyrie, Ben Simmons, KD trio could be something. But Ben Simmons has to really embrace his role. And in two preseason games, he's kind of shied away from it. He hasn't been aggressive. Uh, he hasn't looked to score. I like I his mean, vision. Him and Claxton teams. Yeah, but, but Nick, you play basketball, right? You've been playing basketball since high school. If you know a player is going to – like five. Yeah, if you know a player is going to pass the ball, you can play them differently. And the way that Miami played Ben off. Simmons, they, they sagged. They, they knew he was going to pass the ball. So – I want to see, you know, it's going to take some time, but I just want to see Ben Simmons embrace his role on this team, which is you are James Harden from last year, minus the the 20, 30 points a game. Maybe you'll get, maybe you'll get 15 to 20, I think is a more appropriate number for Ben Simmons around that, around that 15 points per game average, but you have to be the playmaker. You have to be the facilitator and you have to look to score a little bit when you're open. Uh, So that's number one. Um, but I do think this team's intensity will pick up when the regular season starts. I think guys like Royce O'Neal, Patty Mills, um, I'm, I'm trying to think who else is, is a defensive-minded player, you know, a hustle player. I mean, besides Patty Claxton. Mills, I wouldn't say a defensive player. Claxton's defensive. Royce O'Neal was literally – I think Morris I, is a I good defender. That. Yeah. Yeah, I mean <laughs> – you know, you lose a guy like Bruce Brown. He was another hustle guy. Hey, we uh, didn't build a defensive team. We built an offensive team that has to that has to play. You know, have a little bit higher of a floor on defense, and then depend on their offense to carry them. But we didn't build the the eighty nine Pistons. We built uh, the twenty one. 22 nets, 22, 23 nets that are offensive juggernauts that are playmakers. We got a bunch of superstars. We know where we're going to lack and that's size and defense. We got to make up for it somewhere, but yeah, we, we can count on our freaking one hand, how many players we have on our team who would even be considered decent at defense, right? Even Joe Harris puts in more effort than KD Kyrie uh, and, and you know, some other guys on our team in terms of the defensive side. So Something we know is going to be a kryptonite of ours and something we hope to get to a level where we could somewhat be cohesive on that defensive side. Yeah, and, uh, and I'll tell you this. The first few weeks are going to be extremely telling of how effective this front court of Nick Claxton, Kevin Durant, and then Marcus Morris and, and De'Ron Sharp is. We're going to understand who fits, who doesn't fit. And you might see Sean Marks go out and try to trade for a center right away. Look, there, there are some guys. I mean, DeMarcus Cousins still does not have a home. 
I like Boogie, dude. He has X Factor. I said that from day one. I said, I want Boogie. I think you said to me, Boogie or Dwight Howard. And I said, I would take Boogie hands down. He's got a little bit of a reputation. He's got a little bit of an attitude, but he could shoot the three. He can get hot. He's a big body. He's just a baller, man. Like one of those guys that's just got natural talent. Maybe he didn't utilize it over his career in the most efficient and optimal way for him to get max contracts and be an all-star. But he, he adds something we don't have right now, and that would have been a value add in my opinion. Quick shout out. I want to shout out uh, to Kyrie Irving and his wife. They welcomed a beautiful uh, baby into this world. That is why Kyrie Irving did not play the second game uh, because his son was born over the weekend. And uh, shout out to them. Uh, him and his wife, Marlene Wilk- Wilk- Wilkerson, welcomed their second son earlier this week. And um, I'm trying to find the, the child's name. I don't think it's public knowledge yet. So yeah, shout good. out to them. Babies are dope. Yeah. Hell yeah. Babies are dope. All right, Nick, we move on. Kevin Durant had a few interesting quotes recently after practice. I uh, I wrote them down. But in the meantime, do you have any plugs you want to do while I'm looking for these Kevin Durant quotes? Uh, not really. Um, I'm pretty pissed at Amazon. I ordered <laughs> an electric razor and it got lost during delivery. And it's been like two weeks. So Jeff Bezos kind of on my shit list right now. Besides that, no. The old anti-ad. Yeah, I saw my friend took a snapshot of Blake Griffin in Boston, hanging around Southie. If you guys don't know South Boston, kind of the fun uh, young adult going out area. And Blake Griffin was just vibing with the homies after he had a a piss poor preseason debut for the Celtics. All right, so we're going to call this segment Spen reads a Kevin Durant quote and Nick reacts to it. What do you think of that? Fantastic. All right. Why don't we give it a cooler name like quote reactions? Nah, I like my name better. KD on how to keep Ben Simmons confident. Trust in him. Pass him the ball. Tell him to be aggressive. But I'm not here to babysit anybody. Ben knows that. If he's got a time to be aggressive, go be aggressive. Who gives a shit if you miss it? We like you being aggressive. I honestly couldn't have said that better myself. I give that quote a 9 out of 10. I think... Everyone knows Ben Simmons' confidence has to come from within. Nobody's going to say, hey, bro, be confident, and all of a sudden a light bulb's not going to go off in his head. He's got to get back to a place himself. So I like KD, not sugarcoating anything, no BS. Says I'm not going to babysit him. We're going to trust him. We're going to let the process ride out. Only reason I'd say 9 out of 10, I thought he could have been a little more aggressive with it. Towards the end, he said, obviously he said shit. He said shit's going to be what it is. I'm paraphrasing because I already forgot the quote. But uh, he could have said, that's not my fucking problem. We, he's, a, he's a professional basketball player. He needs to get there on his own. We'll support him, but he needs to get there on his own. Okay, next quote. Kevin Durant's quote on the Nets training camp vibes. The vibes have been straight, but who knows what the vibes will be if we hit a skid or if we're not playing well or if somebody gets injured. That's what makes a team is how we stick together through those times. Okay, I see where he's going with that point. I'm going to give that quote a 7 out of 10. I agree. Who knows how the vibes are going to be, but I would have liked some positive affirmation that what's important is keeping those vibes straight when we hit a skid, not, well, I don't know what those vibes are going to be. So I need him to be a little more confident in his team, uh, be a little more affirmative that those vibes will stay straight and they'll keep their head above the water even when times get rough. All right. You ready for this next final quote? Yeah. All right. Kevin Durant on the beginning of the season. I'll tell you a secret, something they don't teach you in your temple. The gods envy us 
They envy us because we're mortal, because any moment might be our last. Everything is a more beautiful because we're doomed. You will never be lovelier than you are now. We will never be here again. I'm going to say that's the movie Troy. <laughs> and that's Brad Pitt who says that line. I believe he says it to Rose Byrne. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie in about but 10 fantastic years. quote. And Troy's such a great movie. 2004. Uh, was that Michael Bay? I don't know. I needed to mix in a Troy quote, though. All right. Um, Peterson. Some quick injury updates. Steve Nash said Joe Harris still is dealing with foot soreness and will not play tomorrow versus the Bucks. Seth Curry is not going to play in the final two preseason games as he continues ankle rehab. Uh, Nash is uncertain whether Curry will play in the regular season opener. And your boy, Edmund Sumner, has a hip strain. Okay. What's the timeline on the hip strain? It just says he has a hip strain. No timeline. All right. Thanks. For uh, and, and TJ Warren is set to be reevaluated in November. I mean, listen, as long as TJ Warren turns into TJ scoring, you should be good. TJ scoring. I like that. I like that. Thanks. Um, I did want to go around the NBA uh, because I, I do want to talk, you know, a little bit Warriors with everything going on there. I'm just trying to see if I uh... – oh, okay, before we do that, I wanted to talk about my fantasy basketball team real, real quick. I actually drafted Kevin Durant and Ben Simmons – and Joe Harris, who I then dropped, and I picked up Jordan Clarkson. But let me just read you my team real fast. 12-person league, I'll just read you the starters. Darius Garland, Tyrese Maxey, Ben Simmons, those three guys are my guards. Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, Wendell Carter Jr., those are my forwards. My center is Jared Allen, former Brooklyn Net, and my utility guy is Lugens Dort. Okay, it's pretty solid. I like how you went pretty young. You're going for a lot of young blood, so that's, that's pretty cool. I like uh, Tyrese Maxey. He's probably my favorite guy on the team. Some Nets love with Ben Simmons, even though it's a little bit of a risky pick. Uh, and Dort's nice, too. Um, I mean, him and Shea Gilchrist-Alexander take every single shot. So, yeah, solid team. Do I – you know, I'll give it a I'll give it a 7.5 out of 10. Man, you're really generous with those 7 out of 10s today. Or 7.5. I'll take that. My bench – what do you give my bench? Kyle Lowry, Aaron Gordon, uh, Pokuzevsky on the OKC, Chris Duarte, and Jordan Clarkson. I love Jordan Clarkson. hate everybody else. Uh, okay. Kyle Lowry just gets worse year after year, and Aaron Gordon is just a bad basketball player, but he, he does deserve that slam dunk competition that Dwayne Wade gave to Derek White. Uh, not Derek White. Who am I thinking of? Derek. Uh, who was the guy in the heat? that won Derek Jones Jr. Derek Jones Jr. Thank you. All right. Before we go around the NBA, Kevin Durant was asked about Victor Webanyama, and he said the following, the league is really in trouble when he comes in. Have you seen – this dude's highlight reel. He's seven foot four. He has Kevin Durant's skill set. He can block anybody's shot. He can he take. He can it. hit he any shot. Yeah. I mean, what do you think? Do you think this guy's going to be the real deal, or do you think that a, a, a human being who is seven foot four can sustain the level of play, a la a Dirk Nowitzki? I mean, listen, right? It's it's how much work he's going to put in. He's got to hit the weight room. He's scrawny as hell. But that shot is no joke. I haven't seen a stroke from a seven-footer like that since someone like Dirk, you know, comparable to KD. But the thing with me and these young guys is I hate the spotlight and the pressure we put on them to be these superstars. I like to just kind of let them fend for themselves and figure it out. So I think he has the body for it, the athleticism for it, the shot. He's got all the, the, the tangibles. Does he have the intangibles, right? Does he have the confidence? Does he have the mindset? Does he have the focus? So 
I wish him the best of luck. I think he has what it takes to be a superstar in this league. Do I want to say it's a no-brainer? No. We've seen a lot of talented players and a lot of athletic players come into the league and just get freaking shot down mentally and not, not come, into the, uh, come into their own. So we'll see. But I believe he could be great. What team do you think he plays for next season? Who's got the first pick or who's got the, who's got the lottery picks? Well, I'm asking you, who do you think stinks well enough to get the lottery? Maybe the Magic. I can see him going to the Thunder somehow. I, I can see oh, him like doing well, everything. SGA, Dorton, him, big three. That'd be a sick team. Um, all right, let's go around the NBA real quick. Uh, Warriors, Draymond Green punches Jordan Poole in the face during practice. Video gets leaked. Uh, Green and the team aren't all the way cool yet. Green and Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele. Jordan, Jordan Peele. Jordan Poole definitely aren't cool yet. What did you take away from that whole uh, situation? I listen, I get Draymond is Draymond, and he's going to do Draymond things, and he's going to stand by whatever he does. You just want a championship. You're a veteran in this league. You're a multi-all-star. You're well-known for having you know a little bit too aggressive of a personality on the court. You always speak your mind, but he's very articulate. Well, he, he gets himself in trouble with yes, you my, know his, his, his tough demeanor – occasionally crosses the line let's occasionally let's say that. but but it's tough to read it also is who he is and i like and respect draymond as a player and i understand his personality and his demeanor backs up who he is on the court as well i thought this was way too far i don't care if pool's talking shit i don't care if pool thinks he's hot shit unless pool literally says like your mother's a whore and i'm gonna murder her like you don't clock someone at that level you're freaking been in this league for for a decade you know better than that you're supposed to be some sort of role model, not only to the younger players on your team, but to every kid watching in America who loves the Warriors, who loves Steph Curry, who loves you, who loves your team. That was violent, man. I'm not a guy who watches UFC, stuff like that. I don't like watching people beat the shit out of each other. That punch was hard to watch because it was like, that was some real aggressive, scary shit. That was like, I really want to hurt you and damage your head. That wasn't like, I'm going to slap your face to piss you off and cradle it and stir the pot a little bit. That's like, I'm going to try to break your jaw. So I hated it. Um, I lost a lot of respect for Draymond. I'd almost compare it to Will Smith in in the sense that like, Will Smith's done some silly stuff, but he's always likable and always has a good head on his shoulders. That to me crossed the line to the point where I don't know if it's coming back for me. I don't know if I'm ever going to look at Draymond the same. I'm never going to look at Will Smith the same for punching Chris Rock. So um yeah, not happy about it, and I hope it doesn't affect the Warriors because I do like the Warriors as a team, and I feel bad for guys like Curry who are the face of the NBA, like the role model of basketball to the entire globe, and yet you have a clown like Draymond on your team fucking that up for everybody else. Yeah, it's definitely a tough look. Um, I saw that Draymond Green's mother was defending him, as she should. I mean, she is his mother. Uh, she said it wasn't a sucker punch. Hold on, I thought this, this quote was, why does he, Twitter sucks now. Here we go. When I try to search something, it just, it brings me to spaces. I don't want to search a spaces. I want to search Draymond Green's mom. There we go. Draymond Green's mom said it wasn't a sucker punch. She basically said uh, Draymond Green's hands were down. Therefore, it wasn't a sucker punch. And then she also responded to someone, go jump in traffic. Maybe somebody should get Draymond's mom off of Twitter. That's appropriate. All right, what's next? Bar- Babbers Green. Um, what's next? 
is there anything else around the NBA you'd like to touch on? I, I mean, there's not really anything Knicks related. Here was here was the quote. That wasn't a sucker punch. Dre didn't aggressively go to pool. His hands were down. Man to man. You go over to talk to ask what's up and what you say. He got shoved and reacted. End of story. So interesting quote from Draymond's mom. No, I got nothing left. That is interesting. I think for now it's we gotta bounce back, Brooklyn Nets, and even in this preseason. I gotta see some I gotta see some more. I gotta see some I, fight. I gotta see some grit. I gotta get a little more hope for this regular season that we're gonna come out with a bang. I do have a question. So relating to the Warriors story, who are two nets that you think would go at each other in practice? You know, I wanna say someone who's trying to get more out of Simmons, like KD trying to hype up Simmons or Kyrie trying to hype up Simmons, but I don't imagine KD or Kyrie as violent, aggressive dudes who would ever actually throw a punch. I don't know like Sumner, Warren, O'Neal well enough off the court yet, but to me right now, based on who's on our team, it would have to be uh, Morris. <laughs> Never mind. It's Morris. <laughs> With who, though? Who would he fight? I, he'd probably punch Simmons in the face for being soft, honestly. I think Markeith Morris – would just like be fed up with someone's not putting enough effort in or toughness or being soft and you would just punch him to try to rile him up. I think his heart would be in the right place but his head would be in the wrong direction. I think that Joe Harris and Kessler Edwards are most likely to fight each other. Mm-mm. No, you don't. You're right. Joe Harris and Seth Curry because they do the same thing. <sighs> Jesus. All right. Let's wrap this bad boy up. All right. That does it for this week's episode of Fireside Nets with Spen and Nick brought to you as always by Empire Sports Media. We are a week away from the season. We're probably going to put out one more episode. Maybe maybe we'll wait until you know we, we see the season opener, and then we'll put out a reaction video uh, to that game against the Pelicans to be determined. But thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you, and have a great rest of your night slash day. Adios, amigos.